Yes. 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 Manchester United. Go, go. Manchester United. Damn. Uh, I'm rubbing it in. That's yeah, right. Go That's ahead. Right. We ain't at the top of the league. We're three points off. So how about that? Yeah. Three all the Arsenal off fans the all that trash. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Who's taking charge of the podcast this week? That's right. It's me. It's me, Ethan. <laughs> that's right. Manchester United. Fifth them. place finest. That's right. We slayed two top dogs this year already. Uh, well, wow. so coming, well, well, please. Guys, we got one more before, coming up in October. Now, nah, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. But to be fair, uh, Liverpool's seventh place, so they ain't really a big dog this year. Go ahead. Wow. Mm. Hey, I'm just saying. We got one coming up in October. I think October 2nd. Somebody, uh, some the other side of Manchester. They're trying to go for the crown. I give them that. They've been good for the last few years. I give them that. We got over the last one. few years? <laughs> it's been a decade, hey, bro. Man. I know, I know. I'm just talking hey, trash. Man. I get it. <laughs> hey, no, guys. Hey, though, for real, I'm here with Dan. I'm here with Anthony. I'm here with Marcus. And we're here to talk soccer. Yeah, we are. How's it going, everybody? This is Dan. Yeah, champagne soccer, the, the pretty things in life. But today, this weekend was ugly, man. Go ahead, Ephraim. I know you were you busy. You were living your best life, enjoying Mother Nature, being one with the, with the trees, with the clear skies, the fresh air. Break it down for us. How was your vacation, man? What was you on? It was a good little nice getaway a little surprising a friend of mine hooked it up um just we yeah, went to the mountains and enjoyed the the weekend at the mountains so got the fresh air like dan said uh just enjoy some time off and and yeah it was fun real good time didn't watch a bunch of soccer so i might not be as in tune with a lot of things this week but you know i give my best but i do know one thing i know one thing arsenal got beat 3-1 that's all i know yeah, that's a fact. That's how the that's how it shows up in the record books. But uh, <laughs> you know, you need a brother like me with my eyes to tell you what really happened. So, Ephraim, when you were up, when you were outside doing your thing, how were you staying in tune with what was going on? Well, I did have a signal every once in a while, so I would get alerts. One thing I didn't know though, and I know we're going to touch on this in a second, is is there was a disallowed goal at first. So. I was up in my little feelings about, yeah, Anthony got his first goal, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out Martinelli had one canceled out because of uh, yeah, yeah. Some little questionable. I can admit that. Hey, I'm with you, Dan. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one a little bit. And this is what I'll say about that because you know what, Ephraim? I was at home. I watched the match until they disallowed the goal and Anthony scored. Then I went about my day. I started doing taxes. I cut trees. I I went fishing. I changed oil. I saved a family out of a burning building. I did a lot of things except watch that disgrace, okay? And let me tell y'all something. That 20-time, 20-time Manchester United, it's all corrupt. I knew what was going to happen before the match. I saw VAR referee, Manchester, head referee, Manchester, during the match, the fourth referee is given ten hot tactical advice. Rubbish. <laughs> I thought this nonsense went away with that old man, Alex Ferguson. It's still around here. What is going on? See, this is what this is. This is why. This is why sometimes I ask God, Lord, why did you make me a Premier League fan? 
why'd you do this to me? And he just looks at me funny and says, hey, you played yourself. I didn't tell you to do that. I got other things to do in life. Mm. And I say, yeah, you're right, God. But hey, this is what I'll say with Manchester United. Are they playing good team football? Yes. Is Eric Ten Hag going to turn the team around? Yes. Because the board has failed so long, not letting other managers with more experience like Louis Van Hall, Jose Mourinho get the players they wanted they realized we can't ruin this opportunity. And we see they're backing uh, Eric Ten Hag to the point where they signed Casemiro to be Cristiano Ronaldo's guidance counselor. He doesn't even play. He Ooh. just be sitting there consoling Cristiano. They have that much money to blow. He got McTominay looking capable because why? Because Listen. Thomas Partey was hurt and you had Sambi Lakanga and Shaka in midfield. I knew that was nothing. Anthony will test before the match. I knew I gave him my new top four prediction. Did I have Arsenal in my top four, Anthony? No, he didn't. I was very disappointed. I was like, I'd say before he started, I was like, don't, don't disrespect your team. Please don't let me hear this, this nonsense. I knew he was going to spit some, uh, what is it? Pessimistic view. All right, go ahead. Hey, you call it pessimism. I call it the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. What's going to happen as the season flows? That's why I said the table doesn't matter until January. Now, Ten Hag, even though, like I said, hey, they've played well. Midget Mac did okay. Anthony was nice. Um, Rashford, ever since PSG said they wanted him, he's bossed his life up. (laughs) So, hey, Malasia, that's the little homie on the left. He did pretty well. Um. Erickson's been out of his mind. Yeah, well, you know, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. Bruno's, Bruno Fernandez is still a hoe. He fits Whoa. right in with the Roy Keane era, all those tricksters Facts. crying all the time. But anyways, this is what I'll say. The corruption of the Premier League is disgusting. It was so many corrupt calls this weekend. Wasn't even, of course, am I biased as an Arsenal fan? Yes, definitely. But it was outside of that. There was other questionable calls that happened. That's why England refs don't get called up to the World Cup or Euros. Y'all be on VAR, community service duty, helping park cars. Y'all stink, okay? And now I thought this corruption went away with that Fergie time where they let this man become a knight and a member of the British uh, Empire while he was still playing. We already knew it was dodgy. We knew that he was cooking books. Now you're cooking books for Ten Hag? Oh, we're cooked, man. But... uh. Let's talk about some happy stuff, you know. Uh, well, like, like before, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, shout out to Satan's servants, y'all. Yeah, it's nasty, but uh, 20 times, 20 times, man, United. Yeah, when is 21 coming, brother? It Please, it don't matter. It don't oh, matter. All right. we're not champions, we, we get there, don't worry. Well, all right, fine, nice segue. E, you didn't even know you did it from let's go from 20 time. To 19 time, Liverpool struggled once again this weekend. You know, we've discussed amongst each other that we wanted to switch up our format a little bit. But this was a topic that I think is important because Liverpool has been one of the most exciting teams to watch in recent history. They had one of the most exciting front threes. Obviously, Sadio Mane is at Bayern Munich. They have to adjust. And it hasn't looked as well so far, but 
Marcus, how do you feel about Liverpool's attack? Of course, it's too early to say, oh, yeah, we're cooked or whoop-de-whoop, but how do you feel about the pattern of play, the movement? What's going on with Liverpool's attack? Well, you know, first off, I want to say um, sorry to see y'all go. Ox, Abby, think y'all gone <laughs> in January, bro. <laughs> but you want to start it off like that. But, um, uh, yeah, like you say, we're going to switch it up this week. Um, talking about that attack, I'm seeing so far with the midfield is um, the main issue is no creative players are healthy right now. And looking at the statistics from like last year compared to this year, the right side of our, our uh, attack was mainly where we got most of our potency. Um, right now, that's not working. They tried to switch up the tactics a little bit instead of last year where Tiago was playing on that right side a little bit and uh, playing those spaces is Trent. So it's not working as well on the defensive side. Um, so it's kind of funny to me when you're saying with the front three, if you look at the different styles of the players, um, Nunez is not the same type of technical player as Firmino, nor is he the same technical player as Mane. Yeah. I, I think you would agree, Dan, that he's more the typical, the traditional striker. Like, he Correct. wants that ball in. He wants to make those run in, runs in behind the defenders, and that's not usually how we're set up to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you look at we go with Diaz, switching at him playing that Mane role in a sense, he, in a sense where Mane would pass to Salah to get that, that cut-in shot, Diaz is taking that shot upon himself. So it's a, it's a bit different in adjustments in that, in that aspect, I would say, with our front three so far. It's not yeah. working, and Klopp is going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to get somebody healthy to create for those guys. Yeah, now, based on what you've given us last week, uh, Anthony, Ephraim, Y'all could speak up. You y'all do y'all remember the the crazy stat Marcus gave us last week? Oh, what now? The stat Marcus gave us last week about the secret playmaker they have on their roster. No. Oh shit. It was uh <laughs> it was it was Milner, right? Yeah, number nine all time in Premier League assists. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's nasty. Oh, Let's man. not start that beef again, man. That was he, he could create chances, bro. He, and he saw he was solid back in the day. Let's not let's not forget he played for City. He played for uh, obviously playing for Liverpool. He's played some good teams now. Hey man, yeah, yeah. that's I'm good. Just, yeah. That's why Klopp's still using him, man. I'm I'm happy for him. Keep on. <laughs> Although I would agree that he probably should just be a sub and never start ever again. Mm. But he's the best playmaker they have statistically, career-wise. Bro, he's playing right right back, bro. That was possibly <laughs> the worst sub I ever seen. I, I almost cut the game off. <laughs> be fair to him, he has played in that position before, though. But did you see who they were going against? I know. Going I... against Gray and Gordon. It was, man, but young boys was feasting. Hannah fast young men <laughs> but all right man all right we've we've had enough uh sadness between myself and marcus you know ephraim's having fun let you know who else is having fun on the other side of manchester the reigning champs 
City, you know, Champions League group stage started today. Anthony enjoyed himself to a 4-0 victory over Sevilla. Holland can't stop scoring, man. How does it feel to have the most informed striker in the world right now? It feels great. You know what also feels great, Dan? Having the, having the best midfielder able to assist him. Mm. That, that's what it is it's showing. It's it's a beautiful thing seeing a pass go up and wow, look at that goal scorer diving and stretching his legs out for the goal. Something that Raheem Sterling used to miss with his little itty bitty legs. <laughs> something, something Foden wouldn't be able to find because he's looking somewhere else, left or right. Somewhere Mares just wouldn't be at because he's too designer to be in there. But nah, we got somebody now. And it's a beautiful thing. The the team attacks with a purpose. All the players are able to just pass, move, and play with a different uh faithfulness, knowing like, man, we can try to get this joint in the net in the net now. We, I can send it through a, it's something's happening. It's a nice vibe watching it. Um but I do have a point to make, and I know we're going to talk about underachievers. I don't know when, but I got something to talk about one of your favorite designer players, Dan Mares. And uh, he ain't been starting the past three weeks. And uh, he's coming in as a super sub in like the 75th minute. And I don't know why, man. Uh, Foden and Bernardo have been picked over him. Um, and, and, all those matches that he's had to come off the bench. And honestly, over the weekend, I believe he was the wrong choice of a sub and Alvarez should have came on over him. So I don't know what's going on, but. Yeah, well, I mean, he's 31 going on 32. We've most likely, well, not most. Yeah, I think it's clear to see. We've seen the best of him. His peak was at Leicester when they won the league. Since then, he's been still very good, but. He's never going to play on a team where he's asked to do as much to be the creative fulcrum. Well, not going to say never, because maybe it'll happen at Inter Miami next year. But uh, oh no, relax, <laughs> no, chill, chill, chill. Here on Inter Miami, huh? Yeah, you know him. You know his he life. Just he's got to be at a top beach. goal scorer last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought it was. Now you have a real striker. Sorry, I would say. I would say the year. He was competing for that uh, African Cup. That was like his peak year, and that was on City. I thought it was. He balled yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah, that but, was like uh, two years ago. Two yeah, years ago. Yeah, but if you look at Afcon twenty nineteen, who was the player of the tournament? Ishmael Benasir, not him. <laughs> All right, the brother that was from Arsenal's academy. That's now at AC Milan, reigning. Serie A champions. It, it wasn't Mavericks. They wasn't. He's of course he played well. He did his thing, but he wasn't the main man for Algeria in the tournament. You know we would think so. Like him, he was among their leading scorers. He had three in the tournament, but he was also with Adam Ounas, I believe. That's how you say his name. He plays for Lille now. He used to be at Napoli, but Mavericks. He was definitely balling in Afcon, but he wasn't the main man. So that's why I'm like, uh, I see why Pep won't play him because now that you have a focal point like Holland that might score a thousand goals this year, you'd <laughs> rather play him with Bernardo Silva because he's a phenomenal player. He deserves mm -hmm. to start whenever mm -hmm. he's ready. And yeah, then Foden, you know, Foden, that's his golden boy. So even I saw today 
he scored and I saw an article that Pep had to, I guess, a journalist asked why he started Foden, even though Foden hasn't been playing well and Pep had to explain himself. So that's his golden boy. So, I mean, yes, sorry, yes. Myres. He did it again. Uh, Foden didn't pass the ball again for uh, Holland's second goal. It was nasty. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, yo, it's getting diabolical. I don't know what's going on. Now, do you guys remember, Marcus, when Salah broke the Premier League record for goals in a 38-match season, was that his first season at Liverpool or his second? I think it was the second one. His second one, okay. Now, Haaland is on pace to thrash that record and the Champions League record for the season. I think, well... For the career pace for the Champions League, he already has 25 goals in 20 matches. So if he stays healthy, he's supposed to break Cristiano Ronaldo's mark. Now with single season, that's more attainable. We can see that this year. Do y'all think he can do it? Yeah, I think so. Well, do you, would you bet that he would? Uh, not a bet, man, but... Because the Premier League can be funny, but I I I would lean definitely lean towards him doing it, no doubt about it. All right. What was that number again? Uh, I believe it was thirty four. I oh, will. He, he's crushing. Double. That. I will double 45. check and verify. I want to say forty one. Hey. Mm. Yeah, I'll give you a number. <laughs> Salah. Mo, correction. It was the first year. Mo only had thirty two in the league. Yeah. So thirty two and thirty eight matches. Yeah, it was his first. That's what I was about to say. Who else banged like this in his first season? Is is Holland almost at 10 goals in <laughs> seven games? Six, six matches? Yeah. Stop playing with me. 41. I'm stuck. Yeah, all right. So to answer that, I would think it's going to dictate how the Champions League play out for them. Mm. Like if, if Pep start to pry to, uh, pry, put the uh, Champions League first, then um, – I don't think Holland will break it, but if they going on that Louis type Bayern run, um, COVID year, then he can do it for sure. Cause he already had what ten, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he can do it. <clears throat> I think Pep's gonna have fun. He's he's not gonna <clears throat> he's gonna play him, but then after he gets his two or three, which will be fast, he'll sit sit him down. You know, like it is yeah. Y'all about to watch this man eat greedy. It's not gonna, it's, it's gonna be scary. You're gonna be like, yo, we gotta play this guy. It's a goal's coming. It's happening. He's jumping for him. Headers, left, right, perfect, perfect hat tricks. It's happening. He already said he wanna he want somebody to break uh my boy Stevie G record. Like he gotta chill out. That's not even record, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not. I was like number seven all time. This pen is sick in the head, man. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I I think Holland can break it. Will he break it? I think so. But you're right, from the PL is tricky. There's been a lot of times where we thought, like even last year, we thought Pogba was gonna thrash this cis record. Then he got hurt and nothing happened. And then there's been times in recent years we've saw De Bruyne, Fabregas try to break the cis record. They couldn't do it. They I think De Bruyne tied it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be tricky, but you know, with assists, that's more dependent on someone else finishing. Like Ozil 
should have thrashed the assist record, but his striker was Giroud. Sorry, bro. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think Holland will break the record. Now, will he get forty plus? That'll be interesting because the La Liga record for goals in a season is Messi with fifty, <laughs> which is sick. Fifty in a thirty-eight match season. Uh, for I believe for Syria, wasn't it Chiro Immobile who just broke the record, or was it? Yeah, it was like Iguain just had it. Was like thirty-six for Serie A for goals in the 38 match season. So for it to be 32 in England, it shows you, yeah, England, pragmatic. I mean, we saw Robert Lewandowski. He just broke the Bundesliga record last year for goals in a league season. And he got 41, I think. Yeah, 41 in 29 matches, which is illegal. And he got 36 in 2019 in Mobley. Oh, yeah, Mobley. Yeah, that's the record, 36. So, yeah, he tied Higuain's mark. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, see, I'll be remembering stuff a little bit. But, <laughs> but hey, yeah. So, do y'all think, okay, we all said it's possible. Anthony, you already put your money where your mouth is when you said you think he's going to get 40 plus and 45. Ephraim Marcus, do y'all think he'll get 40 plus? I can see it. Um, the I mean, it's crazy how many goals he scored so far. So I just worry about some certain teams, you know, those Aston Villas and those, uh, you know, Q, uh, not, I was about to say QPR, oh my God, uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? But I worry about teams like those when it comes to playing, when, when City, when, when you, because those teams tend to turn up for City. Like some, certain teams do that. And so I just wonder if, one of those games, like, yeah, they got their one goal. He got his goal uh, against um, uh, Aston Villa this weekend. But they, you know, they came back and they, t- they tied it. So, you know, they, they, they got a draw out of it. So I just worry about those kind of things. Like, would that happen? Would he be not – would he – would somebody else be the one to score the goal versus him? So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Marcus, yeah. how do you feel? What what did Louis – what did Louis do um, at Byron? What did, what did he end up at? Uh, what his last is the highest he scored in this season? Yeah, when he broke um the Bayern record, what was that? What did he end up at? Forty one in twenty nine matches. I I don't know. Like again, kind of go back what you said. What everybody said in the Premier League, you got those park the bus teams. So what is that? They might get one goal, and it might be a penalty that he let De Bruyne or whoever else is the penalty taker take. So it's like. I don't know. And then also, like, every striker is going to have a drought. Is he going to have a yeah. drought in the Premier League or is he going to have a drought in the Champions League? That would be that would be what I would have to watch for also. Hey, and, hey. yeah. If Phil Foden uh, stops fucking him over, Allen <laughs> would have 14 goals right now. Closer True. To, he'd be True. closer to 20. And yeah. then I'd be closer to being right. I'm trying to tell y'all. Foden is fucking him over. Well, hey, Virginia is a state where gambling is legal. Why don't you look it up, Anthony, and see what hey, you man. can do? Allegedly. Hey, <laughs> I'm like my cousin. I'm not a betting man because, you know, stuff like that doesn't work out for me. You, you, uh, bet, on, you, bet, you bet on the Spurs, and all of a sudden, Chris Bosh taps it out to Ray Allen. Ooh. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, let's, let's just. It's let's, like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that's a great segue. Ephraim, do you ever, ha- do you have a classic story about a bet, losing a bet? 
Honestly, no. So I'm, I'm gonna be lame in this department. I honestly do not bet. I don't. I really don't. Like I'm, I'm that stringent about it. I do not bet. Damn, you am see? I the only gambler here? Nah, I got a, <laughs> I, I got a story. I got a story. A fresh one. Last year, I got a few stories. Go ahead, Marcus. Um, what you mean? A, a good story? My, my only good story will probably be last week. How Chelsea? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. My uh, my only funny story would be me betting on a, a six game parlay, and I um, and I have this motto that I broke that day: it's never bet on the devil, on on God's day. And uh, yeah, I bet on uh Manchester United to score two goals, and I picked Ronaldo when he was on the little run. Mm-hmm. And they got two goals, but Ronaldo got subbed off maybe 20 minutes in. Oh, man, he got hurt? Yes, sir. Uh... <laughs> Juju, Juju man was after you, man. Yeah, yeah, leave me alone. Uh, man, but, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, it was last year. Um, was back around visiting family in Northern Virginia. I made a bet with one of my best friends. Well, my best friend, shout out Osei. We about to start the Ring Culture podcast soon, basketball talk. Uh, but uh, yeah, we bet on the finals. He bet on the Bucks. I bet on the Suns. I was feeling good. I normally, and Marcus, similar to you, I'm not a Chris Paul fan. I know he's a dirty dog. He likes to hit people in the end scene. You know, he likes to flop. He's, he's a bad individual, man. Win all that HBCU stuff. Yeah, but he went to Wake Forest, the Demon Deacon. That's why he's a demon as well. That's why he has issues. But anyways, I bet on him and the Suns to win the finals. They were up 2-0, guys. If y'all remember, I was feeling good about myself. And then they lost four straight games. Fools. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. I feel your pain. Yeah, man, but... We let's not talk about losing no more. Let's talk about success, the champagne life, because that's what it's all about, right? Now, the Champions League group stage started today. Anthony saw his team win. Marcus's team plays tomorrow. Ephraim and I, we're on the outside looking in Europa League, boys. Now, there's a conversation that always happens about what's more valuable, a league title or a Champions League title. How do y'all feel about it? Ephraim, since you've seen your team do that, both of those recently, why don't you set it off? I think it depends on how the seasons are going on each one. Um, I think if, like, I don't know, take Manchester City last year, they had a chance to go for both the Champions League and the Premier League, obviously. I mean, I think once you know, like, if you know you have a good setup to continue. If you had to pick one. Okay, fair Just say just All say, right. and on a given season, yeah. if you had to pick one, which one would you want, brother? Yeah, that's tough, though. Ah, man. Uh, Champions League. Man. Yeah, I'm going to say Champions League for now. I agree with you. Anthony? Man, this season, y'all could have it all except the Champions League. I don't care about nothing else. I want to finally be crowned the best team in Europe, not just England, Europe. 
And by proxy, when you're the best team in England, you should win the Club World Cup, and then you're the best team in the world. Come on, man. That's that's all I want, to finally step into that realm. That's it. Marcus, how do you feel? You more recently have seen your team win the Premier League and the Champions League. Hey, man, just know that um, I prefer that hot-class champagne. I don't want that Belvy. So, you know, I want that Champions League, you know. That's when them Cuban cigars coming out. That's when we in Paris doing it big. I, I mean, it's cool to be in Mer- Merseyside, you know, doing our thing. But, no, nah, I prefer that Paris night, man, that Paris weekend. You know what I mean? That experience, man. Are you trying to trigger me, Marcus? Why you keep talking about Paris, man? I mean, what you mean? I'm triggered, too. That just yeah. happened to me. Yeah, but, yeah, but. You saw your team win. My team, we only went to one Champions League final in Paris, and we lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but... I and then our like... best player went to go join the team we lost to. And that's why I don't be having none of these players' names on my back, Marcus. Come on, man. We opened up scars right there. My bad. <laughs> oh, I need a minute. It's crazy because he's still your favorite player. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, Thierry Daniel Henry is my man because he was the first player that I saw as a striker, as a black man that got to be jiggy like that. Like, I grew up watching Serie A. My first favorite player was Ronaldo, the one and only Ronaldo, okay? (laughs) He's my first favorite player. I saw him at Inter as a kid. You know, that's when Serie A was the best. You had at Juve, you have Edgar Davids, Zidane, Trezeguet. I could go through it. Lazio had talent. Atalanta, Roma with Totti and them. It was so dope. But yeah, I, you know, shout out to Ronaldo. He, he was a light-skinned brother. But I, when I see an Arsenal and I see Canu, Henri, Vieira, and then eventually Anelka, he, he just left at that time. And then you have Lauren coming in. Actually, it was too much. I Yeah, but Henri, he's my man. But I'm more of an Arsene Wenger fan, for real. I, I like the coaches more. Because he's the one that all the players left, he stayed. The reason why I like football a certain way is because I was an Arsenal fan. Mm. So, yeah, he, that's why. Shout out to Henri, but Arsene Wenger is really now why I am an Arsenal fan and remain. Because nice. everybody left, he stayed. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely want the Champions League. That's the ultimate prize. Y'all all know it when we banter amongst each other's fans. We'll bring up, oh, who won what title? Who won what? Ephraim and United fans can say 20 time, 20 time, because, yeah, they've dominated England. But who are known as the kings of football around the world? Real Madrid. Why? Because they have the most Champions League titles. When you go against the best of the best, they are the kings of the sport. And I want to play a quick game with y'all. We already know Real Madrid has won the most Champions League titles. Can y'all guess who's won the second most? I'm against Bayern. Uh, pretty good, but no, they're mm. tied for third. Mm. Is it Barcelona? It's not Barcelona. Is it Liverpool? No, they're also tied for third with uh, Bayern Munich. They each have six. Where's the blonde teams? Uh, I, I have no guess right now. Uh, Inter Milan? <laughs> Inter. I'm thinking uh, Inter too. Ah, wrong side of the game. They have three. Ah, AC Milan. Yeah, they have seven. Okay. So think about that. Real Madrid is the most with 14. AC Milan has seven. 
Bayern and Liverpool are next with six, and then Barcelona with five. Mm. So that hey, that's the real top four, top five of world football. If you talk about City. the best of the best, that is true. Yeah, and yeah, shout out to what's what's that homie's name, Anthony? Uh, the Ultra United fan or oh, City fan? Chill, sorry, man. yeah, Ultra. <laughs> whoa, whoa, man. Hey, I'm yeah, waiting you know, on y'all. Yeah, I'm you waiting. Guys, on you got to show some respect for that, Dan. That's crazy. That football. Yeah, I, right there. I forgot his name because I still don't look at City as football heritage. But y'all oh, are y'all yeah. are about to be football heritage though. Yeah. When you look at the league titles they've won in. History, I think they're about to tie Everton with the fourth most mm. league titles in English history. So City will be now in the England historic top four. That's exciting, right, Anthony? You got to see that. Yeah, man. I went from Nada to Prada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Designer. All right. From Prada, nothing. What'd you say? Nada to Prada? Yeah, I'm cooked. That's how you know I, I haven't, my team hasn't won anything in a long time. I don't even know how. It looks like when you win something after the struggle. I forgot. We won the Flow Rider Cup. That was cool. Uh, yeah. You can have this community shield, bro. Hey, well, first we got to win the FA Cup or Premier League to even get there, Marcus. I mean, let's pray for a miracle. I, I hope we can win a trophy this year. Right now, I don't see it. But, hey, let's talk about something more flavorful and fun, man. It's y'all favorite time of the week. Champagne goal of the week. Marcus, take it away, man, because you got an interesting candidate. But I, Ephraim was saying the same thing, so maybe he'll agree with you because that goal was a banger. Y'all are right. Hey, after review, terrible VAR, and even with the Premier League coming out this week saying that that should have been a goal, I'm going to nominate the no-goal Alex McAllister go against Leicester City, Bournemouth. They going crazy. Graham Potter, crazy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, that free kick, it was trash. I don't know <laughs> why your boy tried to go for the bicycle. Well, back, retire that, bro. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but McAllister cleaned that, boy, that cleaned that boy up from outside the box, and that thing yeah. was clean, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. Do you is that your goal of the week also, Ephraim? And it's funny, I actually happened to watch that one. I got I got some reception enough to watch that one. I yes, absolutely, especially since it's been uh deemed an uh an accident, like uh, accidental uh, offside or whatever it was, foul. What was it offside, Marcus? Yeah, they yeah. said it was offside because yeah. uh Wellbeck supposedly influenced the play with his bicycle kick. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah. That that was a great goal. That was an amazing goal. So, yes, that would definitely be mine, too. Nice. Anthony, what was your champagne goal of the week? Hey, man, I'm going to have to pick one that just happened today. Uh, KDB to Holland. It was a nice nice cross and a beautiful lead for a goal. Um, may feel like it's cheating, but... It got me excited when I saw it. I was like, "Dang, that's 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 what I've been wanting to see." A vicious, a vicious service and a crazy strike. They working, weird. they working, bro. That's yeah. what we were talking about before. Yeah, it's that synergy. So I'm loving it. Not just the, not just the the ball going in the net, the pass that leads to it. Champagne, young Fabio. That's what's mm. up? That's what's up. My champagne go of the week is. More of a ceremonial goal. It was a nice goal, though. If you see the highlight, it was a banger, but it's more ceremonial, you know. 
One thing about me, y'all know I love me some football manager. I think I'm a scout. I think I'm a coach. I'm an owner. And there's this one young man, Matthias Tell. If you pay attention to League On, because you know they got Wonder Kids galore. He is one that has been on the radar for a few years. He was in Wren. He was at Wren. He actually broke Eduardo Camavinga's record for being the youngest debutant in Wren history. This year, he's been picked up by Bayern Munich. A lot of people thought, hey, he's going to either go on loan somewhere else or play with the B team, Bayern Munich, too. But this young man, Matthias Tell, at the young age of 17, he's been fighting. And we already know Bayern has a lot of great attacking options, but he's working his way in. In the DFB Pokal Cup, he became the youngest goal scorer in Bayern's history. And that's an illustrious history. That's football heritage for real. <laughs> no disrespect, Anthony. But hey, that goal was smooth. And shout out Matthias to another young French person that this guy, he's sick. Because I don't know. You know, French got the deepest talent pool in the world. But he's another one adding to us. So salute, salute to you. you. I know you're 17. Technically, you can't drink champagne but uh still a glass my g don't worry about it. october fest is around the corner <laughs> now who was y'all in the club all-stars who was feeling themselves after a match this weekend or even during the week hey man katie b holland and food and we're all in the club mm, together or separate separate tables Hey man, they were they they bought a section, filled it up with their families. Oh mm. wow, yeah. Marcus, you live in Atlanta. Have you ever had family tables at the club? <laughs> uh nah, I can't I can't say that way. <laughs> More of a section man myself. Yeah, that's what's up, but who was your the club all-star? Hey, you already know my boy Lancy Foe, aka Ivan Tony. Yeah, getting getting <laughs> goals, feeling himself like he's prego, yeah, doing free yeah. kick goals. Okay, doing yeah. I know, I know in the club. Okay, yeah. I feel you, bro. Yeah, he's my in the club all star of the week as well. Uh, a lot of teams, including me, I, you said it as well. You're like, hey, you talking about strikers? Why don't you look at Ivan Tony as a cheap option? He's at Brentford already. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But I was mad because I tried to sign him at football manager and he didn't want to come to me, Marcus. So I was, you know. What was his reason? What did he flex on you about? He he didn't he didn't like that uh we, we weren't in continental competition. And I was Ooh. like, and, and then I was like, bro, you're not in one either. Just just come here and work with me. Let's go Relax. to the top. Yeah. He didn't want to work with me, but hey. Shout out to him, Ivan Tony. He's going to be at a bigger club next year, or maybe he'll just go to Everton and forget himself. Ephraim, who was in the club all-star? Well, since I didn't get to watch many games this weekend, I'm just going to keep it like Anthony did, and I'm going to say I'm going to go with Anthony. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And also, hold on real quick. I'm I'm going to jump it up because he also showed a lot of love to to the badge, to the fans. All that. So when he scored, he did like three different celebrations. He could have got a yellow card for his celebrations. So he went he went nuts with it. So I'm gonna give it to him. 
He has no choice. Yeah, well, well, you know, the saying goes that the lust for money is the root of all evil, and he's showing us that right now. That's all. (laughs) He went to the devil, so you know. Yeah, and he did a lot of nasty behavior to get over there. So I, I understand you got to, yeah, but see. That was prostitution right there, Anthony. <laughs> this guy was skipping practice on social media, twerking for Man United. They said they're going to give me how much? That's prostitution. Casemiro saying, oh, they asked Casemiro, yeah, don't you, how come you went to a team with no Champions League? You said I have five. I'm ready to lose. I've already, I already <laughs> won it all. I'm ready to sit down and collect checks. And that's all Casemiro has done ever since, sit down and cash checks. <laughs> What's going, on? what's what's going on? Why is Big Tommy starting over him? What's that? The system. This hey, you know. hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me, give me a second. Give me Just a second. Please, please. 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 I'll ask the question. You gotta let me system. Think. Please, system. This man played with Modric and Cruz. You telling me McTominay and his beans tactics can get over that? You boy, you asked me the question. You, you let me finish though. Go ahead, go ahead. But it is a system. Like, let's be honest, right? You could put people in the system, put them in a place. We've seen it. You, you talk about starting a podcast on basketball. You've seen how you know basketball. Basketball is the same way. You put a certain player in the system, they'll thrive more. You put somebody in a certain different type of system than not. Like, like let's say JJ Reddick, he'll he'll thrive in a certain type of system versus you know, uh, you know, playing for a certain other team. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying, like, put him in a system, have him be in a place where he's supposed to be. Keep it simplified for him, and he can do okay. I'm not saying he's going to start the rest of the season, but he's doing good enough in the system, in the team, winning games to keep Casemiro out for now. Casemiro's going to get in the team. Let's not act like he's not. He is. <laughs> but but I see what you're saying, though, Dan. Yeah, right. it's disgusting. I mean, that I thought that's what, hey, if Casemiro's a world-class player, that's one of the definitions. A world-class player can yeah. walk into any team in the world and play in any system for any coach. Right. And I, you're telling me McTominay's middle school skills are ooh. better than Casemiro. That's why I said I think I think Casemiro's just there to be a guidance counselor for Cristiano. I really think that right now. It's a senior citizen home for them to play in the Europa League, bro. You got Varane feeling like he's 24 years old. I used to I think mean, he's playing like it. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, come on, so, he is. He's playing very well right now. Man. Shout out to Midget Mac. He's the best center back on your team, and that's worrisome. <laughs> Not really. We're doing that's okay. all I'll say. Yeah, fifth place is okay. Yeah, Europa League uh, back where you were the year before. <laughs> we're literally six games in. Let's, let's hey. wait till, like you say, January, and then we'll start yeah, really right. where things are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Anthony, before we move on. Yeah, you see, I told you it wasn't going to be no Cristiano interview. He ain't go nowhere. Yeah, man. Uh, The truth is coming out in the three weeks, please. (laughs) Yeah, man, he's just sitting down now. I realize I think he's he conceded. That's what happens, man. When you're prideful, sometimes you got to shut up when when you fall down, door shut on him. He oh, gonna, who, who would he give the interview who would ask ask for the interview or deliver it probably a reporter that he had on his list yeah on his payroll <laughs> i don't know man we never gonna hear the list because he's still sitting but hey that's kind of a good segue right there because uh one topic that i wish we talked about uh with claytis last week but 
this is a topic that's evergreen, so we can always bring it up with other guests. So underachievers, man. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, is not an underachiever. If anything, he's one of the greatest overachievers in modern sports history. But there are a few players out there that, hey, they had a buzz when they started. And now I wouldn't call them garbage, but they kind of damaged goods now. Uh, we can each nominate one. We've talked about a few behind the scenes. Um, I can bring one up because, you know, I'm biased and I like to laugh. But there was there's something really wrong with this brother. And Jose Mourinho brought it up when he talked about, hey, when I get rid of players, look at where they go up and see how much they play if they play. And Deli Ali, man, uh, this guy was supposed to be the guiding light. He was supposed to be the heir to the Lampard and Skulls and Gerard, the attacking midfielder that could do it all. And he dated Pep's daughter allegedly and lost his magic. I don't know what happened, but am I wrong in saying that Deli Ali was supposed to be the next great England midfielder? No, he was on a FIFA cover. <laughs> what they happened? They signed him. They they put him in there, and then I guess I guess the fame got to his head because I got three on my uh on my list for the for the for the underachievers. Mm-hmm. Paul Pogba, mm. um, <laughs> Coutinho, and uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe may, maybe because he's a hundred. I, I say that because of the hundred million. And then you already know. I'm sorry to keep attacking United, but um, the prospect Jesse Lingard, you supposed to be the you supposed to be <laughs> the heir apparent, right with Delhi, and now you're yeah. not Nam Forest. Moonwalking. I don't, feel, I don't know if his hype was that high though, but yeah, I, I'll give you some of that because seeing him firsthand at United, yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see his, him kind of go down. But I wouldn't put him that high. But Delhi, yeah. I, I totally agree with you guys on. Absolutely. I'm looking at his stats right now, and you talk about what he had in 2015, 16, 10 goals, uh, 16, 17, 18 goals. Then he had nine goals the next year, five goals the next year. He had eight, burned up a little bit. But then the last, out of the last three seasons, he's only had one goal, I think. Yep. Yeah. One goal in the last three seasons so far. So, um, yeah, Dali Ali for me is one of the biggest disappointments. I know, Dan, me and you kind of joked about him and his. Uh, his falling off too off off uh, off air, but uh, yeah, yeah he's you know he's a no. Nah, go ahead, my bad. No, you're good. He's he's it. He's 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 my biggest. Maybe because of recent history, but he's definitely one of my biggest. I can agree <laughs> to some extent on Paul Pogba for sure, but I think he was handled wrong as well. And and so I think there's an element of a lot of different things with him um, versus just like Deli Ali. I, I think he just dropped the bag. Yeah, Deli Ali. He he got caught up in the hype he didn't work on his game uh started getting fake dreads you know hey, lost his work rate uh, hey i'm sorry to be the old man on the porch bro but uh get that black off your fingernails cut that take that dye out your head cut them dreads and you might start scoring goals and get back in the team bro do y'all know where he is right now on loan i can't remember what the german second league Basictus. <laughs> yeah turkey yeah yeah so hey he might come back with a new hairline you know how they get down over there uh but yeah if you look at england's team right now they could use a creative midfielder that could score <laughs> so they don't have to rely on harry kane to do all the scoring like they normally do 
And this guy is 26. He's supposed to be at the height of his powers right now, but instead he's at Besiktas on loan. Hey, hey Marcus, I'll give you one from Ranchers United that was uh, a flop, I think. Uh, Before Anthony. you move on, let's talk about Paul Pogba real quick. Let's expand. Anthony, how do you feel about Paul Pogba? Uh, in regards to his family or just his plan? <laughs> yeah, villain. In terms of his career, do you feel like he's an underachiever? Uh, uh, nah, man. You know, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of variables that go into his career, you know, injuries and, um, yeah, nah, matter of fact, yeah, he's an underachiever. Um, it's, it's injuries, but then it's not, it's not, it's intangible stuff that's like coaching stuff or just, it's weird. Uh, it's just weird stuff. I, I like his style of play when he produces, he produces, um, but it's kind of lackluster. It's almost like kind of like he relies on talent. So it's almost like he gets by, but he doesn't push himself because he's so talented. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Ephraim, he was on, he was your record signing until Anthony. So uh, how do you feel? Or is Pogba still your record signing? Cause y'all cooked the books. Ooh, mm, interesting. Uh, so I kind of agree with Anthony. I, I, there's different circumstances I think that that led to it. I mean, his first year he he, he balled out, 13 goals, nine assists. He played 35 matches. The next year he played 16. <laughs> he had one goal, three assists. The next year he played 10 more games. The next year he played six less games. So I mean, injuries and everything kind of had something to do with it. I think they tried to play him too much as a deep playing uh, deep uh, line playmaker, more of a like to try to have him as a number six. I don't really think he was a number six. I think he was. So uh, who gave him number six? Wasn't it your your knight in shining armor, Grandpa Fergie? Uh, when he was there the first time? Wasn't wasn't his squad number when, as a little kid, 42, 4 plus 2, 6? Oh, it, and, it may have been, yeah. Yeah, Probably. then he went to Juve and got number six. You know, he was you, youth, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. I think he was two different numbers at Juve. I think he was 10 and 6. Yeah, uh, exactly. He started at number six, and then he eventually he to elevated 10. to number 10. They try to show him, hey, you can be one of the best number 10s of this generation. We're going to let you have it. And then he said, nah, I want to go back to United and be a six and lose. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be Pirlo. I thought he was supposed to be the next coming to Pirlo. (laughs) Yeah, I thought thought he was going to be Yaya Torre and Patrick Vieira on steroids, the next generation, because he had the technical quality that they didn't. They weren't as silky on the ball as they – he is, but yeah, he is an underachiever. He, he used to be my favorite player uh, coming up. And I was excited because I liked watching him in that midfield with Marquisio, uh, Vidal, Pirlo. It was so smooth. And he was mostly playing on the left so he could, you know, try to cut inside with his right foot, cross, play, try to man? shoot. What yeah. was his position though? Yeah, left midfields in the center. Yeah, right. he wasn't the DM was, was technically Pirlo. You know, he exactly. was the quote unquote six while they would push up and, you know, be shuttlers, box right. to box, Mazalas, as they call it in Italy. But uh, yeah, he is an underachiever because he never was even in contention to being called the best player in the world, even though he had the ability. He was the best young player, I believe, in the 2014 World Cup. 
And then 2018, one of the best players for France as they won. So national team, he's not an underachiever. But yeah, in his career overall, would you call like Paul Pogba? He's not, I thought he was going to become like top five midfielder in France history. He ain't sniffing that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I give you that. I, I, I still see a little different. It's calling him a straight up underachiever. I, I just think it's too many circumstances that led to that. Um, I look, I understand. I, but I see like for me, you can still be a, a legend and be an underachiever. Like Shaquille O'Neal should have been the greatest basketball player ever. Instead, he's a top ten or top fifteen player ever. Still all time great, but he's an underachiever. Absolutely, totally agree. But uh. Go ahead, Ephraim. You had you wanted to bring up a man that's his name starts with an A. Yeah, because since uh, since uh, Marcus brought up Manchester United in their midfield, I think one there was a big midfield player uh, that United got that thought they were going to be uh, he was going to be really good, and Anderson was one of them, um, who a lot of people thought was going to be you know he was Brazilian, thought he's very technical on the ball, thought he's going to be uh, you know you know one of the good really good you know number 10s or number eights i think so um i think he was a big uh flop for united that's one of my another one of mine yeah i could i could feel you on that i mean over or under 10 caps for brazil anderson what would you guess under under yeah eight caps and it was 2007 <laughs> 2008 so yeah, I could hear I hear you on that. Uh, Anthony, do you have a nominee for underachievers? Yep, <clears throat> Mares, man. Right Whoa. now, he's... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, hey. Dude, uh, I already said it. Yeah, Mares. How you Damn. feel about Cal- Calvin Phillips? <laughs> uh, my man came to be a backup, and he's a backup. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a starter. What are we talking about, man? He's not, yeah, not he's with Rodri there. Rodri's a, a, a Don back there, man. Um, Calvin Phillips, he's there to for care about cups and FA cups and stuff. <laughs> Nasty. But you're right, some greatest. Uh, yeah. $100 million. Yeah, to sit down. I mean, he started today. What did he do, Anthony? Who? Grealish. Oh, he was actually he he looked better than he did last year, almost like how Mares looked his second year on City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still a un unathletic Englishman without <laughs> without super speed. But he can on he can wing dribble. right. Yeah, on the wing, big whoop. But <laughs> yeah, so uh we'll see what he does I, I at the end of this year we'll, he'll be judged all right now for me this is why i wish i brought this up with uh Cletus last week because we had a conversation Cletus was with me transfer deadline day in 2013 when arsenal signed mesut ozil and i was he would he will tell you i was excited for three seconds and then i said hold on He's another number 10. We already got like three of them. What the hell? We need a striker. We need a defensive midfielder. And Ozil, is he an underachiever? He's kind of like Pogba. Hey, he won a World Cup. He played well. And at the time, before assists were a big deal, it still kind of isn't a big deal, to be honest. We know people only care about goals, but 
he was the king of assists in Europe for a time period in the early part of the 2010s. If you look at a lot of Cristiano Ronaldo's best highlights, Mesut Ozil gave him the assist. He was a silky smooth player. He came at Arsenal, did the same thing. Like I said earlier, he could have had the single season assist record, but Giroud was his striker. And it's nasty because Giroud is about to become France's all-time leading score. It's sick, but hey. But Ozil, I wouldn't call him an underachiever because he helped end our trophy drought. But it's funny because Ephraim brought it up that, hey, where is he playing now? So, yeah, you could say he's an underachiever. And then think about it. He was at Real Madrid. But as soon as they got rid of him and got Gareth Bale, they became the Champions League dynasty. So, yeah, you could call him. He Yeah, he is an underachiever because... It's very sick. He should at still his. be playing. If Erickson can be Iron Man and play, he was a number 10. He's still, he, but he's doing the hard work. Ozil never did that. So, yeah. Go ahead. Ozil, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you good? Ozil's biography is so sick because he still heard about that. Um, I seen I seen one, like, a, I guess a fan made one. And he was like, as soon as I left, they won championships. <laughs> I mean, I think his Arsenal run, like, towards the end, yeah, you have yeah. to say it because, like, they, they, his position, like, his position became obsolete. And, mm. like, he just, he showed that he couldn't adjust. And yeah. that was, like, kind of odd to see a dude with that much talent, like, just look out of place. Like, he, yeah. it wasn't, it, the lead was too fast for him at that point. It seemed like it, and it was weird because for uh, Germany, he would play on the wing. They would play him on the right wing so he could be like inside forward and use his left foot. He was doing all the hard work and pressing, but you already know, going for the World Cup is a different motivation than trying to get top four. So, And he had a three-year stretch where he had a decent return. I mean, six, uh, from 15, 16, to 17, 18. You know, he scored six, eight, and four goals in those three years, and then 19 assists in the first for those three years, nine assists in the second, and eight assists in the third. And like Marcus said, he fell off in the last few years. So um, he, he, he didn't have the worst time there. I, yeah, maybe a little bit of under, underachiever. He didn't play much uh, in the last few years in Arsenal, so um, that may have something to do with it too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... His first peak is 2008 to 2013. And then you could say, yeah, 2015 to 17, that was like his uh, Indian summer, however they call it, you know, Indian winter, whatever that term is. I need to look that up. But yeah, he's another guy that if you were thinking in 2010, after he balled in the World Cup, for Germany and South Africa and got that move to Real Madrid, this guy was supposed to be one of the best German midfielders ever. He's kind of like Pogba. Uh, yeah, they are legends. They put their impact in their country and on successful teams that they played on. But yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. We cannot leave this segment without mentioning the tax evader. The money launderer, which one? Morata. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. They they pass this man around like a man, like a I don't know. That's another sick 
bet story I got. So one time I bet uh, Cletus, <laughs> I was sick. I said, hey, Maratta, 20-plus goals in the Premier League? He can get it. Cletus was disgusted. He took the bet. I still think I could have won that bet if he didn't get hurt. He ended that season. Let me double check. I think with 15 goals, 14, uh, 12 goals. Let me see. At Real Madrid? 15. Nah, at Chelsea. Oh, his highest. Yeah, yeah 11. 11. Yeah, but that year he scored like eight and nine games. And I thought, oh, yeah, he's about to start banging him. And uh, Marcus Alonso, Marcos Alonso and Espilicueta, they were mm-hmm. having crazy chemistry because, you know, Spanish national team. But, uh, yeah, he got hurt and it didn't happen. But, hey, not saying that's going to happen to Holland, but, hey, yeah, you could have, you could start hiding and get hurt. I hope Holland doesn't get hurt. But, uh, yeah, do y'all have any other underachievers? I have a kind of a sick one, but I'm going to chill because he's balling right now. So I'm going to – Ooh, I kind of want to hear it in, what it is now. <laughs> Well, before he's been going crazy, I was asking about Neymar. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, 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 I said it. Yeah, you about to become Brazil's all-time leading scorer, but they won a Copa America without you. So how good can we say you are if your team didn't have you who's supposed to be the best player, the number 10 in the country, and they still won a tournament without you. Then you came back. Y'all made the final. You played well, but they didn't win. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't you know. have good reason. I mean, I'm looking at his stats. When he Miss- was at Barcelona, he had 22, 24, 13 goals. And then he gets to uh, France. Been he hurt ever since. Than, huh? Yeah, he's been hurt ever since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so every time he's his sister's birthday. Yeah, but he had a really good uh, first year there, though. Nineteen goals, thirteen assists. So, yeah. And then since then, the one the one thing that makes it funnier is that he left Barcelona to become the man, and then he came to Paris the same summer as Kylian Mbappe, and Kylian Mbappe is now better than him. And then Messi pulled up, so it's like, all right. You left to become the man, and you're still not the man. But, I mean, for Brazil, he is the man still. They need him, and they can win the World Cup. That's why I was saying, like, yeah, I need to chill because he's been blacking out this year. And I told Anthony this weekend, I was like, yeah, I think he's going – or last week I said, I think he's going for the World Cup because he sees us there for the taking. And if he gets a World Cup, then he's a dime because Messi and Cristiano don't have one. But if he gets one, oh, that's different. He get a World Cup, then he go with them fake dreads again. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Get Deli Ali's fake dreads. <laughs> yeah, he's on different uh, this year. Oh, man. But, uh, hey, let's switch it up a little bit. Before we go, we got to go to, you know, the best segment out in sports. Marcus's MLS Minute. What's up? Hey, we back. One more time. Hit that music for me. This week, we got a new segment since it's getting late in the season. 
we got the MVP race. Yeah. I'm only going to give y'all three of them because it's only uh, pretty much just really a two-horse race. But uh, I'm going I'm to be nice uh, with my third guy. I'm going to go ahead and let you know, Mr. Acosta for Cincinnati. Doing amazing things out there. 16 goals, seven assists. I mean, 16 assists and seven goals. Uh, he doing it the other way. Most of these guys, the other two guys, they out here dominating on the assist on the assist way. Uh, my second guy is Drisky. Yes, Mister Austin FC got those guys in sick. I mean, in second place. Um, with twenty goals this year, amazing going on. Uh, but this year, I think it might be this guy's. Yeah, Mister Mikitar. He has twenty one goals, eleven assists. It's the is. This man is going crazy. He's he kind of doing some some Highland like stuff over here in the MLS, man. But um, it's heating up on the supporter shield side. LAFC out here tripping up, and uh, Philadelphia is uh is is hot on their trails. And for my new people to the MLS, the supporter shield is the award that everybody I mean that the best record uh team gets. So yeah, check them standards, keep them, keep our eyes watch, and then on that supporter shield. Uh, and you know, we got the power rankings again. Number five this week, Nashville. They still, like I said, they got that MVP, Mr. Mikitar, going crazy. He had a brace this week against Austin. They won 3-0. Number four, we got Austin. Yeah. They they first game, like I said, they lost that thing 3-0. And they no longer in the supporter shield race because they locked in at second. Uh, number three, we got Montreal. They had a four-three comeback with with Mr. Kamara going crazy in front of goal. Um, we got LAFC at number two. They finally won one after losing three in a row. They won the real against Real Salt Lake two zero. Number one this week is Philadelphia Union. They were going crazy again. They had a 4-0. I think it was another 6-0 win. Then they lost one. But then they last one, they ended up with a 2-0 against Red Bull and Uh, This week, we got a Ricky Puig. He going to go ahead and get our uh, Ricky Puig watch, but we're going to go ahead and give him our goal of the week with his goal lasso in the earlier game uh, in match week 28. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. And to end it out this week, we got an outside the club all star, Mr. Chicharito. <laughs> okay. I want y'all guys to go ahead and chime in if you've seen it. Yeah. On the penalty, 95th minute can win the game. <laughs> you try to chip the goalkeeper, bro. What's up with that, bro? Yeah, that was nasty. I saw it too, yeah. And it was for him to get a hat trick too and mm-hmm. win the game, like you said, Marcus. Yeah, that was nasty. Anthony, did you see that? Nah, I missed that. <laughs> it looked like a chip, a fake chip panenka attempt, and the goalie was just looking at him like, what? That's what you wanted? <laughs> oh, nah, I did see it. It gave me flashbacks to Guerrero doing that when we could have beat Chelsea one game. Oh my days. Look at like, it. Look how look how he sees the game. City eyes. <laughs> Open scars again. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, when you mentioned 16 assists, Marcus, I had to look up for fun. What's the record for most assists in a single season for the MLS? And I couldn't believe the number I saw, yo. I said, what? What type of play? 26. What? (laughs) Wait, what? 
Ooh. I'm gonna give y'all a crazy stat though. Carlos Valderrama, man. He had 26 oh, wow. one year for the Tampa Bay Mutiny, the year 2000. Yeah, I got a crazy stat for you. You know, it's only five players to ever in the MLS to go 20 and uh 10, 20 goals and 10 assists. Mm. How many? Five. That's interesting. It is hard to do. It is hard to do, but that's interesting. Can you uh do you have the names by any chance? Uh, we know one. I know one for sure. It's uh, Mr. Mikitar. He just got that last night. Oh, nice. Okay, that's what's up. Well, hey, maybe next week you can inform us on the other legends that did that because that's amazing. But uh, 26 assists in one season, that's crazy. But And I also saw randomly, Anthony, did you know that DC United is American football heritage? Four four MLS titles, second most. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we went over this, and then DC fashion, <laughs> they're in the they're at the bottom now. Yeah, they kicked it off bottom of the league. Hey, yeah. we set the standard though, right, Anthony? So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm actually, sorry. Hey. Hey, I'm actually from Portland, man. Whoa, I, I, hear the, hey. I hear the oh, Timbers are, are, are rocking right. <laughs> hey, man, you've been living in Virginia almost a quarter century now, man. <laughs> Move on, man. I know Oregon is your home, but you're a Virginian now, man. Hey, man. Well, DC sports is not me. Some when they come to VA, then I'll associate. Hey, man, well, I hope y'all have fun with us. Yeah, VA stinks, but champagne soccer doesn't. Well, nah, VA don't stink. I mean, DC sports stinks. But I will say this one funny story before we go about just how Virginia's just fumble rooskies. So in the 70s, there was the Virginia Squires, you know, basketball team ABA. They had Julius Irvin, Dr. J, and George Gervin, the Iceman. They ended up trading these two team, these two guys to two teams called the New York Nets, now the Brooklyn Nets, they still exist, and the San Antonio Spurs, they still exist. Guess who doesn't exist anymore, though? The Brook, uh, Virginia Squires. That's Virginia sports, guys. Lost moves. Oh. You traded away two generational talents, and now you don't exist anymore. That's Lost why all we have – yeah, that's why all we have is D.C. sports, Marcus. We didn't know how to manage legends. <laughs> but hey man champagne soccer man y'all got any last words for the people out there 20 times 20 times man united uh, uh well definitely bless up after that y'all <laughs> yeah <laughs> marcus you got some last words for the people it's it's it don't matter to january fellas just hold out my scouses. <laughs> Sounds like an nice. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> that might next. be. Anthony, you Sounds got some like a seven place of energy. Uh, Anthony, what you got for us on the way out? Y'all, y'all, you know, fighting strong. Champions don't sweat. We just lock in. All right, yeah, that's nice. Well said. And I'm going to say the NBA, the NFL, the Premier League, all you leagues, but especially you England boys. You guys are under surveillance. The refereeing has got to stop. You guys need to take it easy and call the game legit. Because if it doesn't, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to say nothing. We out. Champagne soccer. <laughs>